Guys, you can open your Bibles if you like, but I'm only going to read one verse uh, out of Genesis 50. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty famous one. It's probably the, the, the best statement of God's sovereignty in, in any, of any passage I know in the Bible. Um, it's, a, it's a profound statement. It comes out of the mouth of Joseph. Remember, Joseph was the son who had all the uh, multicolored coats and they got sold into slavery and all that business. And, but at the end of his life, he's, um, he's ascended to the right hand of authority. And, and uh, his brothers have confessed that they tried to kill him. And, and Joseph makes this statement, this incredible statement. Um, in, this is in chapter 50. Just verse 20 is all I want to read. Joseph says, and he's speaking to his brothers, he says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. The grass withers and the flower fades, but that truth endures forever along with the rest of these in this book. Guys, I always feel such a need on, on, um, on our communion Sundays to explain what it is that we're doing, um, that what we're up to, what, uh, what we're trying to accomplish, what, what we're thinking when we, when we do this. Uh, if, if for nobody, nobody else's benefit, for those of you who visit or who haven't been around here very long, maybe I, just a word of explanation might, might be helpful. Actually, you've really chosen a pretty good day to visit um, Gracie Van because uh, you don't have to endure my boring preaching. Um, you, you get some good preaching today, and um, let, let, let me explain what I mean by that. It seems to me that Jesus understood, or Jesus knew, that, that um, preachers like myself, um, we could pretty easily and pretty readily mess things up. So he committed the beauty of the gospel not so much to a preacher uh, who is so fallible like myself. He committed the beauty of the gospel to a symbol. Um, uh, this one. Uh, gang, um, I, I might stand here and speak to you um, something that is error. But this sacrament contains... Truth that even a preacher can't mess up. It's a symbol. It's a symbol of an event which is the cornerstone of Christianity. The, the, uh, the, the, the event being symbolized, of course, is the, the sin-bearing sacrifice of Jesus Christ at Calvary. And whereas you might not hear the gospel clearly preached by me on other occasions, if you come to this table and bring faith with you, you can't miss it. I mean, I, I might muddy the waters, but you can't miss the message that's sitting on this table it's as clear as a bell. Jesus dying in the place of, paying the debt of people like us.
having lived the life that we should have lived, he then went on to die the death that we should have died. And so, guys, my job on these communion Sunday mornings is to simply not get in the way. Uh, because the real feast is on that table, not from this pulpit. My small part is to, um, to try and help you enjoy that as a participant, not a spectator. Um, we're going to put this thing in your hands. And we want you to participate yourself in the, um, in the enjoyment and the clarity of the gospel that contains, that's contained in this symbol. So I'm just here to try and uh, help you get ready for that. Let's get started. Paul? That's a familiar tune, is it not? I mean, you've heard that before, I hope. Um, it's, it's almost sacred to, um, to we Americans. Do you know the story behind that song? I bet you do. I bet, I bet you've heard this before. But let me just rehearse for you um, um, the history behind that thing. It was during the War of 1812. The British had um, occupied um, Washington, D.C. They had burned the Capitol and the White House. And they had turned their armies south towards Baltimore. And um, they were um, headed towards Baltimore, and um, the then-president of the United States, President James Madison, had asked a man by the name of Francis Scott Key to help negotiate the release of a Washington, D.C. physician, a Dr. William Bennis, who had been captured by British troops and was being held on a ship, the Tonnet, that was anchored in the Potomac. So... Key was taken by smaller boat out to the Tonnet, where he there successfully negotiated for the release of Dr. Bennis. But neither of them were allowed to leave the ship because the British were planning an imminent attack on the fort at Baltimore. And so uh, they were forced to stay in the ship as the British naval bombardment of Fort McHenry in Baltimore began. And so throughout the night of September the 13th, 1814, Francis Scott Key stayed on the deck hoping and praying and watching the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air hoping that the fort would, um, would endure. Early the next morning, at dawn's early light, he got up to discover that the flag was still flying over Fort McHenry. He was so moved by that and so happy that on the way back to shore, after the bombardment, in a smaller boat, he began to write what was first called the defense of Fort McHenry. He finished it that night in his hotel room. That's the story behind 
the lyrics in that song. Now, I bet you knew that. But I bet you didn't know, I bet you don't know the, the, um, the story behind the tune that goes with those words. Um, do you know where that came from? You know where that tune came from? Have you ever heard of the Anacreontic Society? You ever heard of that? It's, uh, it was a popular gentleman's uh, club of amateur musicians in London that was, that was founded in the mid-1700s. And um, its name was taken from a, uh, a Greek poet of the 6th century B.C. whose name was Anacreon. Um, <laughs> Anacreon was known as the convivial bard, I'm quoting, the convivial bard of Greece. Do you know what a convivial bard is? He's a party animal. And in their charter of the Anacreontic Society, um, it was written into their charter that this society was dedicated, and I'm quoting again, to wit, harmony, and the God of wine. These guys were serious about their drinking and their partying. They were the, the ho, ho, ho and the bottle of old crow crowd. Well, the president of the society wrote a society theme song. And it was entitled, To Anacreon in Heaven. And um, it, was, it was intended to celebrate the virtues of wine. I told you they were, they were serious about their drinking. But the tune to that to an Acreon in Heaven song was written by a man by the name of John Stafford Smith. And that song and tune became a, a very popular uh, drinking song in every bar on both sides of the Atlantic. Now, let me let you hear just a little bit more of that tune. It went like this. Meanwhile, back in the United States, that poem that was written by Francis Scott Key was printed in the Baltimore paper on the night of September the 21st, 1814. But it was only later, much later, that Francis Scott Key's lyrics, the defense of Fort McHenry, was joined to that tune by John Stafford Smith. By whom and for what reason, I, I could not find out. I couldn't discover but only then did it become the Star-Spangled Banner and was officially made the national anthem in March, on March the 3rd, 1931. But ladies and gentlemen, the tune that we're singing was originally intended to celebrate the virtues of the God of wine. Today, more adults know that tune than they know the words.
than people who know the word. Have you not seen, too, these public gaffes of people who are singing the national anthem and forget the words when there's, oh, why don't they write them out? But they forget the words in this stadium full of people. But my point is, guys, that tune that is sacred to many Americans was originally intended for evil. Um, It's a tune that sends chills up the spines of patriotic Americans. But originally, it was intended for evil. To praise the God of wine. Guys, um, here's the rest of the story. Surely you know that Francis Scott Key, the author of that poem, was a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Did you know that? Uh, in case you're wondering, I'm going to read you just one, one um, stanza from another poem that he wrote. This is just this brief. Lord, with glowing heart I'd praise thee for the bliss thy love bestows. For the pardoning grace that saves me and the peace that from it flows. Help, O God, my weak endeavor, this dull soul to rapture raise. Thou must light the flame or never can my love be warm to praise. That was also written by Francis Scott Key. No one can question the patriotism of Francis Scott Key. But ladies and gentlemen, his heart belonged not to the land of the free and the home of the brave. His heart belonged to Jesus Christ, the one who had lived the life that he should have lived and died the death that he should have died. Which brings me to this sacrament. Paula, play just a little bit more of that. That was a tune that originally was intended to celebrate an idol. And yet it has become a national treasure. What is being symbolized here at this sacrament originally was intended for evil. That is, the men who broke his body and spilled his blood thought that what they were doing is ridding themselves of this preacher of strange ideas. And yet, anyone who knows and understands what this symbolizes, if you know the truth behind it, that which was intended for evil, has become the very terms of our deliverance. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ was intended by wicked men to do a wicked thing. And yet, they intended it for evil. But God intended it for the saving of many alive. 
like me and you. Gang, we come to celebrate the very heartbeat of our religion. What Jesus Christ has done for us. Let's pray. Father, I do pray that you will meet us at this table and that you will remind us that though men sought to do a wicked thing, you have done a glorious thing. You have done a thing that means our very deliverance from the guilt and shame of sin. And so, Father, as men and women who have been bought with a price, we come to gaze again at the loveliness of this gospel, our crucified Savior. Aid us in so doing. Make this a a sweet time of spiritual refreshment for your people. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name.